Hi guys and welcome back to Let's Review It. Today we are reviewing Season 1, Episode 1 of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I am so excited to review this episode. You guys have no idea. I am a huge Marvel fan when it comes to the TV shows and movies, but I haven't read the comics, comics so please don't come at me. I'm trying my best. Um... The first episode is called Pilot, as most first episodes of a season are. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. Also, I am so sorry. Um, This episode was supposed to be aired on February 14th, also known as Valentine's Day. But apparently it didn't upload, so it'll be uploaded today, February 16th. I'm so sorry about that. The schedule will continue as preceded. The next episode, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1, Episode 2, will be aired on this coming Sunday. Sorry about that. So just a couple of things before we get started with the reaction. I will be drinking some water throughout it, so I will do my best that the mic doesn't pick it up. Also... If it sounds a little dead and dud, that's because this won't be a true reaction to the episode. Like, never before seen it because I did watch it once and I had the episode recorded and everything and then it deleted itself. So, I will be reacting to it again. I might skip over a few parts, but... I will do my best to generally get everything. So where the episode would normally be about 50 minutes, like the podcast episode would normally be about 50 minutes, it might only be like 40 or even 30 minutes because I just watched the episode and then my podcast deleted itself. So I'm so sorry about that. But with that said, let's get into the episode. So we start off with the classic comic book flip to, say, Marvel. Oh, there's a voiceover. Uh, this voice is saying that organization's been in the dark. Oh, she mentions heroes, and we see Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, and monsters. She shows the Hulk. That's very interesting. Okay, now there's like a father and a son. The son is looking at action figures of said heroes. Oh, the dad is trying to cheer up his son and whatever. Oh, why is the boy sad? Oh. We find out that the father and son, the father had money's tight right now. So, oh, he says that they're a team. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't have a video camera on, but I just visibly jumped. There's an explosion at some building. It was like top level or something like that, and he's going to the building. He's gonna see if anybody needs help, but I don't know what he thinks he's gonna do. This is very, very interesting. Okay, we hear a woman yelling, help me, help me. Oh, so 
he's climbing a brick wall, but he's, like, punching handholds into it. Like, if you've ever seen Wonder Woman, kind of like what she does to get to the God Killer and, like, the lasso of Hestia and stuff like that. Okay, he's getting to the window with the top, uh, the top floor, and he jumps into the burning building. Clearly, this man is strong, and something crumples on top of him. Okay, he jumps out of the burning building with, like, an explosion behind him with the woman in his arms, and he hits the ground, but, like, it's like he jumped to the ground. He landed on his feet. Okay, she, he puts the woman on the ground, and right now we don't know who this guy is. Oh, there's a girl videoing him. She must be important because the camera only has her in the film, like in the screen, and nobody else. Okay. The voiceover is back saying you can't explain everything you see with your eyes open and stuff like that. And we have the logo, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Okay, now obviously we're somewhere else with the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo. Okay. Somebody called Agent Ward. And he said that we're almost, we're five minutes from retrieving it. Okay, now he's at a restaurant and he's pretending to be a waiter. Very interesting. Somebody's in his ear saying who his target is. Okay, they're in France because he's speaking French. So I'm guessing France. Oh, he has a fancy uh, cloth that like can take the handprint of something, of someone. Okay, now he's in someone's room. Oh, and his plate is like uh, an x-ray thing <laughs> I don't know words and he puts the handprint on the handprint scanner and the fireplace lifts up and here we see all the things and he grabs the one he's retrieving on purpose and he jokes around saying her fireplace is broken and now he's fighting uh, I think it's two guys at once. Okay, this is very weird. <laughs> the guy in his ear just said, Ward, there's a warning. There, We have possible hostiles in your vicinity. And he's just like, really? <laughs> like, it's a little too late. But, so he's just fighting. This is the first fight scene we get to really see. And he wins. Impressive for two guys at once. He gets to the top of the building and we see a helicopter. Um, oh, they put a rope down and he grabs the rope and flies off with the helicopter. <gasps> that sounds like Maria Hill. Is that Maria Hill? Um... The voice asks Ward what S.H.I.E.L.D. <gasps> it is Maria Hill! Okay, Maria Hill asked what S.H.I.E.L.D. meant to him. He said the acronym, and he said we're the line to the world in the much weirder world. 
and we're he's pretty much saying that we protect people from the things they aren't ready to hear and if they can't do that they keep them safe now something important to say is that the marvel's agents of the shield season one starts after the avengers so the three iron man movies thor and uh captain america the first avenger the incredible hark and the avengers has already happened maria hill then says that the craziest thing in the world was a billionaire flying around in a metal suit which is iron man tony stark um a super soldier from the 40s which is steve rogers or captain america and a god and which is thor and he oh Ward says, why was I pulled out of Paris? And Maria says, you'll have to ask Agent Coulson. And Ward says, I'm level six. I know that Agent Coulson was killed before the Battle of New York. And Agent Coulson walks out into the light and says, welcome to level seven. Which is funny. But another thing, Phil Coulson is alive? Uh, What? Oh, we cut back to the girl who was videoing the guy who jumped out of the building, and she's following him, which is interesting. Um, oh, and now we're back to Phil Coulson and Ward and Maria. Oh, Ward says, Fury faked your death, and why? And Maria Hill says, um, death of a common ally is a great motivator. Okay. Um, Phil Coulson says, technically he wasn't lying because I stopped breathing for level eight, or for eight seconds, sorry. And Ward asks if the Avengers know he is still alive. And Maria says, they're not level seven, which is very, very interesting because you would think since they're the Avengers, they're higher than everybody else, but they aren't. So, now, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is aware of the guy who saved the woman from a burning building. And they want to retrieve him and ask him questions of how he got his powers, etc., etc. Life is interesting. Oh, Coulson says that the rising tide, the rising tide is trying to lure them out, like lure S.H.I.E.L.D. out, and he thinks it's time they've succeeded. Uh, Ward says he's training, he's been trained since day one as a specialist, goes in alone, not, he's not great at a welcoming committee. Which is very interesting. He said he'd rather defuse a bomb than help with people <laughs> and maria hill's um evaluation of him pretty much says espionage great uh he even says espionage he hasn't seen marks like that since natasha romanoff um but people skills he's literally a porcupine 
a doctor comes in and says, your team is approved. Okay. So, we don't know who Fitzsimmons is yet. He says Ward is cleared for combat. Fitzsimmons aren't. Oh. Maria says she doesn't like Phil Coulson's roster for his team because they're sketchy. Um, don't know what she quite means on that, but it's very, very interesting, and I'm sure we'll find out a lot about it. Oh. She, he just said that she should go to Tahiti, and he really said, like, to quote, Tahiti, it's a magical place. Oh, the doctor said he does. He really doesn't know, does he? Maria just said he can never know. What happened to Phil Coulson and Tahiti? That might be why he's still alive or how he's alive. We cut back to the guy who saved the woman and the girl who was videoing him sits across from him in a booth interesting okay she seems paranoid and i would know because i'm extremely paranoid oh her name is sky we have a name we love names sky okay the guy said you have the wrong guy i'm a factory worker okay okay Sky says, like, you're a real-life superhero worker. You you might be a factory worker by day, but, like, you're an actual superhero. And she says, he's in danger. And he's like, you've got the wrong guy. And she's like, no, you've got the wrong approach. Okay. Sky's pretty much saying that he shouldn't be hiding anymore. That he should just be... Like, he should be out there in the open saying, I'm here. I'm here to help. Nothing is going to happen. She's also warning him about S.H.I.E.L.D., which is the organization. She says they knew about the Battle of New York before it even happened and cleaned it up before anybody could ask questions. Okay, this is once again referring to how um, he says, you wonder why I'm hiding. And she's like, what if you stopped hiding and told everybody that you're here as a hero and I can help you because I'm great with computers and I can make you a new identity. And like not just have a new identity, but create a new identity through Everything, driver's license, social security. I'm sure that's what she's talking about. As she's saying he can't walk away from this, she says, with great power comes a lot of weird crap, which is obviously a play on the famous quote, with great power comes great responsibility, in Spider-Man that says from Uncle Ben and she says that her office is a van and she lives there by choice 
And we also find out the hooded hero's real identity of Mike Peterson or Michael Peterson, but I'm probably just going to refer to him as Mike or Peterson within this episode. Now we're cut back to Agent Coulson talking to May. Don't know if that's a first or a last name. Um, May, he's saying that she he just needs her to drive the bus, which I don't know what that is yet, but I'm excited to find out. And she she says no at first, and he's like, you've been briefed. And she pretty much just says, I'm not going to do it. And he's like, I just need you to drive the bus, and it's not a combat op. And she's just like, well, then that means you don't need me. She doesn't believe him when she's when he says, like, you're just, like, he's, she says, you're really just asking me to drive the bus. And he said, I'm not asking. Oh, the bus is a plane. We find out. We see Ward walking to the, to the bus, which is very, very interesting. And I'm excited to see what comes next. Okay, as he's walking onto the bus, we see two people bickering about stuff. And, okay, they're talking about how the bullets work. (laughs) I love the Harry Potter reference. She says she's not Hermione. Okay, this is great. He also calls the gun called the Night-Night Gun. Ward makes his presence known, and they talk about, um, they introduce themselves and say, I'm Fitz, I'm engineering, she's Simmons, she's biochem, and yeah. But it really seems like they both know a lot about each other's field. He hands Fitz his receiver and Simmons takes like a DNA sample I'm assuming is what it is Colson just pulls up in an old car and is so excited oh that's Lola his car which is amazing I've heard my friend talks to me a lot about Lola I've been interested to find out who or what she is or was. (laughs) He talks about how this was used, the bus was used in the 90s, and then they got a helicarrier, which was shown in the Avengers. (laughs) And, yeah... (laughs) Ward says, um, is that who I think it is? And Coulson says, she's just the pilot. And Ward says, Melinda May is just the pilot. (laughs) So, obviously, he's also skeptical that she's, quote, just the pilot, quote. The voiceover starts again saying how will you come at 
at us from the air or the ground. It's all very, very par sounding, paranoid sounding. And she said, you cannot stop the rising tide. We now know that Sky is a part of the rising tide. Oh, she says that we will rise against those who shield us from the truth, obviously using shield as in literal shield and government agency shield. And Coulson and Ward show up outside of her van, throw a bag over her head, and essentially like a kidnapper <laughs> and put her in the cell. Ward says there's two ways we can do this. And Sky's like, oh, is one of them the easy way? And he said no. <laughs> they ask her her name. She says Sky. And, like, then they ask her about Mike Peterson asking for his name. Okay, so they pretty much say that the phone that she used to film the hooded hero was also used for the encryption of Rising Tide's post. And she's like, oh, was that a mistake or am I now in the base of, or am I now in the headquarters of your little base? And then we cut to Fitzsimmons and Melinda May going to the building that exploded and Melinda May walks over and sees the spot on the ground in which Mike Peterson landed on after he jumped out of the building and she sees that it's cracked. Ward then asks if Sky blew up the building to lure Mike Peterson out from the dark to get him to save and she says, Oh, you covered up New Mexico, Project Pegasus, and now you're covering up Centipede. New Mexico, obviously referring to the movie of Thor. Centipede, they don't know about. Ward and Coulson don't know about Project Centipede. And then she taunts them, saying, You have billions of dollars of equipment, and I beat you in a van with a laptop that I won in a bet. We're going back to Mike Peterson, and he's on the phone with the doctor, and he has something on his arm. He's trying to convince her that he should be out in the open, and, like, he, do, he thinks people will take him in as a hero, and that they'll welcome him with open arms. The doctor obviously doesn't think so, and he hangs up the phone. He's obviously frustrated because he throws the phone at a picture frame of him and probably his wife of some sort. Okay, now they're actually in the lab, and Simmons is happy that it's a secret lab.
May says, you're going to be in the field, Agent Fitz. You're going to have to get your hands dirty. And he says, no, I won't. A whole bunch of drones then come out and start scanning things around the field. We're going back to Sky, Ward, and Coulson. And she says how she found Mike Peterson and stuff like that. <laughs> and Ward said, you pseudo-hacker types love to stir things up. <laughs> and he, she then calls Ward a government tool bag, which is hilarious. Ward calls Sky, or says she might as well be one of those sweaty cosplay girls um, prouncing around Stark Towers. And she's just like Sky said, that was one time. Coulson then has a heart-to-heart -heart with Ward, saying, Are you so anxious to get out of this team that you deliberately blow an interrogation? We then find out that Fitz actually named all of his um, drones after the seven dwarves, which is hilarious. <laughs> that actually makes a lot of sense as to why he was saying, singing the song Hi Ho. Okay, the drone found a security camera, which pretty much was programmed that it saves the last thing it recorded. So even though the building actually exploded, they can still get some information from it. Simmons then finds something that's not of this world and intrigues us. Coulson then tells Skye that here's a truth drug. He then injects Ward with the truth drug, <laughs> which is kind of funny. So, pretty much now he's telling the whole truth, essentially. And Coulson locks Ward in there with Skye. Sky then starts interrogating Ward about, like, different things that he might have done as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.
Okay, we're back at Michael's point of view, or Mike's point of view. And his boss is pretty much saying, we can't hire you back because it's company policy. And then Mike moves this really heavy thing, I'm assuming it's heavy, grabs his boss by the face and throws him. Which is very, very interesting. He pretty much goes on an anger spree. Okay, Mike pretty much just says that his boss is the bad guy and he's the hero. We then hear again Tahiti, it's a magical place. Colson and Sky are then talking and pretty much just says, like, Ward doesn't like Colson's style and Sky kind of does. Colson then shows him a news clip of what Mike Peterson's doing and Sky says, he just needs a break. And Colson said, then give him one. Sky then gives in and gives them Coulson's driver's license, and they find out all about him. Colson asks Fisk what they have from the security camera, and he pretty much says he doesn't have anything because the data is like Cold War Russia corrupt. Sky then asks what about the audio, and pretty much just says she has it. Sky then says that the reason they couldn't hack into her data is because the encryption is with the GPS, which means her van has to be in a certain area in order for them to access the files. Mike then goes and sees the woman that he rescued in the hospital. Oh, and she's not happy about it. What's happening? Oh, she's the doctor that he was talking about too like on the phone and she he's saying that like things are changing like he knows what's right but he can't handle it and pretty much saying oh he said i saved you and she said you exposed me you exposed the program obviously she's not very happy about it and she starts mentioning the people that are giving them this technology they don't want to be revealed she then says, Mike Peterson needs to disappear. This is very pivotal. And he said, you're right. I'm not Mike Peterson. I'm someone else now. 
and the doctor says, you're losing it just like the last guy, in the last guy blew up the lab. She says, this is a disaster, and he disagrees and says, this is an origin story. Sky, um, we are back with the S.H.I.E.L.D. agency, and Sky is sending Fitz hit the audio file, and things are not going great for Fitz. He keeps making male anatomy jokes. <laughs> Fitz then puts the uh, security camera visual and audio together to show Colson, Simmons, and Ward what happened. There's something on his arm. Oh no, it's the same thing that Mike has. Oh, they mentioned the super soldier serum. And they mentioned gamma radiation. What the heck? Oh. This guy then grabs a, like, data chip. Oh, Mike comes back and literally throws May out of the van. Mike tells Sky that he's saving her and she's going to save them him and his son. Coulson then identifies the source of the explosion as extremis. They go on to mention that pretty much extremis makes you a human bomb. And Mike will pretty much take anybody out within a two-block radius, like, soon. Simmons then says that pretty much there's nothing you can do. He's going to explode. And Coulson asks solutions. Simmons says, get him away from people. Um, Fitz says, put a bullet through his brain. Coulson says, you need to find a different way because there's no way they're going to leave his son without a father. Coulson then reconnects with May and says, May says that Mike took Sky, and he asks, are you all right? And May said, we'll talk about that later. She clearly is not happy about this, but yeah.
guy is then deleting Mike's life. Everything. And he asks, how do I know you can do this? And she says, I've done it before. Clearly, they're going to dive into that further. Somebody then hacks S.H.I.E.L.D. and they don't know what it is. Sky actually hacks S.H.I.E.L.D. giving them the location of where she is. Mike then tells his son that they're going to take Sky with them and they can't go to the airport so they're going to take a train and get out of here and Sky's going to help them build a new life. Mike then literally punches off the side of Sky's van, like the slidey door side. So yeah, now he's dragging his son and Sky through the train station. Sky obviously isn't a fan of this. So she comes up with a plan to get out of it and she kicks somebody in the groin area and says, you're right, he is a little B-word. Um... She then starts running, and Mike has to fight all the thugs. I think she starts running with his son. I didn't quite see, because I can't see any everything. Um, then we flash to what might be a potential third party. Coulson takes Peterson's son away, because obviously... You wouldn't want your son to see you like that. Ward tries to put Mike in a headlock and talk some sense into him. But that obviously doesn't work because he's under all this duress, essentially. Skye's trying to leave and he grabs her before she can and somebody shoots at him. Ward then says, I thought you told us to hold all shots and, or hold fire, and Coulson says, I don't think that's us, there's a third party here. Coulson makes sure Ward knows that he only takes the shot if he has to, like, under the most extreme situation, situation. Skye tries to tell him to stop, and that they can help him, but he says, like, what, the men in suits are going to help me? Like, you said it was the opposite. The third party then comes up where Sky and him were and shoots, uh, shoots Mike, and he falls off the terrace.
And then we get to see Melinda May fight, and he literally, she literally takes this guy out in five seconds. And it's, like, the most cool thing we've seen anybody do. Colson puts his gun down. Mike says, is that supposed to mean anything? I know you have men all around here ready to put me down. I know how this goes. Colson says, well, I don't. Colson tries to talk some sense into him. And Mike is talking, like giving a speech talking. Then Colson says, I know you're strong. Your boy knows it. Mike continues his speech about the little man, like, coming up. And obviously, he's not just talking about himself. Um, I can only clearly relate it, like, now with race. He is a, Mike Peterson is a black man. But his speech isn't just talking about him rising up. It's talking about... African-Americans rising up to get equal rights and like they're talking about him like the government or police brutality knocking them down a peg and stuff and how it's not right and I really think it's important the reason I think it's about race is because during his speech you see the background a beautiful mural of black men and women and it's so beautiful Colson agrees with Mike and says, you're right. It's not just about being, having these powers. It matters who you are. It really, really does. Colson then get, or Mike, <coughs> Mike then gets shot, but it's with the new dendrotoxin uh, whatever Simmons and Fitz were talking about, like with the night-night gun. They essentially, they didn't kill him. They literally made him fall asleep as, an op as a way for him to not blow up. And it worked. You can tell because Simmons smiled. So <laughs> that's about all we get. And Fitz throws her a thumbs up. Colson then tells Maria Hill that the subject is in stable condition and they're ready to move on. Sky tells um, Mike's son and family that his dad is coming home and he seemed really excited 
Sky then says, he almost blew, we almost died. Phil says, we have a lot of um, experience with that. Sky says, a brave new world and a really old car. Obviously referring to Lola. Phil Coulson gives Sky an offer saying, you can come with us and whatever. And he asks if she's considered her his offer. He says you'd be front row and center of the strangest um, strangest world on earth or whatever, which is exactly what she wanted. He gets a call from Ward saying that they have an 084, and he asks if that's confirmed, and Ward says they want us to confirm it. Sky asks what's an 084, and Phil says you have about 10 minutes to consider if you really want to know the answer to that question. And then Lola can fly. His car can fly. And Phil, in a joking manner, says the tide is rising, obviously in reference to what Sky was saying. And that's the end of the episode for you. So to continue as like an overview, um, it's really interesting how they said Tahiti is a magical place in some way, shape, or form twice in this episode. It all refers to Phil Coulson. So I'm wondering what's up with that. Like, how's Tahiti related to Phil? The doctor says he really doesn't know. Maria says he can't know. What is that about? They mention that uh, Centipede uses three... Um, three different things, gamma radiation, the super soldier serum, and extremis. Now, gamma radiation is what turned Dr. Banner into the Hulk, or gave him his powers, or if you want to say his curse of the Hulk. The super soldier serum we know is what Steve Rogers, or Captain America, was injected with in the 1940s as world as an effort for World War II. And Extremis, we know from the movie Iron Man 3, is pretty much what turns you into a human bomb. And they, the group that Tony Stark was going against was pretty much trying to find a way to perfect it. Simmons says that pretty much Centipede is a melting pot of superpowers, saying that those three would cause some damage to the human body, which is why they need that thing in their arm. You can find, if you want to know deeper more about those, that's in The Incredible Hulk, Captain America, The First Avenger, and Iron Man 3. And the last thing I think they're going to, like, we're going to learn about in the long run of the season is Sky possibly deleting her old life in the episode. Um, Mike asks her to delete his life, and he says, how do I know you can even do this? And Sky says, I've done it before.